You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 369th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, where, um, I don't know, you guys, it's the off season. There is, <laughs> honestly, there is just not much going on. I, uh, I'm not bringing a lot to the table this week. I hope you guys can carry this, uh, this episode because, um, yeah, bikes, there's, there's a little bit of cross, I guess, but, uh, man, oh, there's some good cross though this it, week. We're in the, we're in the dregs of the off season. There's not I, even transfer rumors. I, well, <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's a, there's quite a bit to talk about. We proved, we proved last week <laughs> that, um, we can easily fill an hour if not some more, um, but what better place to start than about myself? Oh, and I yes. just want to... Uh, I, yeah, I guess I didn't hear that news come across the wire, so sure. I, I pinned I pinned a number on for the first time in about three years really? yeah, on Saturday because I signed up for a Century ride. Okay. That it's called the J-Hop Century. It's in Kissimmee or St. Cloud, Florida every year. And it basically has... It has 430 feet of climbing... Ooh, in a hundred miles. It's wait, wait. Okay, I'm sorry, that's... I misheard you. Say that again. it's a hundred mile ride. It's a hundred mile ride. And where did you find also... 4,300 feet of climbing? No, no, 430 feet. Um, there's some overpasses. How many is there's, that there's in meters? Couple... <laughs> I mean, oh, like a hundred meters of climbing. I don't know. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then. Long story short, uh-huh. it's really fast. My time was three hours and 57 <laughs> minutes. I've never done a, a sub four hour century, average over 25 miles an hour. I finished with the big group. Okay. There's, you know, cool. kind of some of the, the local hitters, like kind of your, your state champions are there. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a mass start. It's, it reminds me a lot of the, um, the WIS sport races up in Wisconsin that we used to do, like a non-USA cycling event. So it's it's cool. a f- it's a fun and it's like a gravel it's, race. It's a fun day. yeah, but on road. Um, Weird. and okay. I didn't know you could it, do that. it has a it has an out and back section with a one eighty. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was a time was, trial. You know, it, I don't know what you did. Oh yeah, what it, did you do? I'm it, so confused. <laughs> it was a century. Oh yeah, okay, I got it. And there was a one eighty at the end, and when you get around the corner uh-huh. or you get around the cone, it really sped up really fast. Anyways, long story short. I paid $60 to do this thing okay? because um, I like supporting local promoters. I, I asked a friend if he wanted to come do it, and he's like, no, it's too expensive. How much money do you think that guy makes anyway? And I'm like, you know, the more I think about it as I get older, I'm okay if race promoters are millionaires. I really am. The more I think, like, just dealing <laughs> if, with yeah. people like that, like, you know what? You, you charge as much money as you want because at some point, people Seriously. aren't going to race if it's too expensive. If, so if if... if, if Race promoters could make money. If that was yeah. actually a fact that could happen, we might have 
more races happening, more people would want to promote them yeah, if they could true. make any amount of money, let alone become millionaires. Like that, that's kind of where I was like, yeah. I was a little taken aback by my friend. I was like, really? Like, you know, I think it's okay if they are making money. Um, anyways, on, I do a shakedown ride on Friday morning, mm-hmm. get out there, kind of get, spin my legs 20 mm-hmm. miles before mm-hmm. my right foot, my right shoe is not clicking into my pedals. Oh, why? It's time. Because it's, it was time, <laughs> um, for some new cleats, oh, um, because okay. the, uh, you know, on the right foot, since that's the one I unclick when I'm at a stoplight, uh-huh. kind of the, the very toe portion of my time cleats finally broke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so, I make fun of the time pedal there. I took the opportunity to poke fun at the, the, the super rookie, but, uh, I ride the time pedals as well. They're fantastic. It's, so. it's I think we're, I know little guy's not in this cult of time, no, but he's, I, he's I, I am. And it's, land. Yeah. Miche, Miche for life on the road, my friends. <laughs> but so I call up my friend uh-huh. and I, uh, at the bike shop and he's, he just laughs. He's like, dude, no, I do not carry time cleats at the store, no. let alone road cleats. Does he, he's do, like, well, hang on. Do you, does this bike shop have a French flag hanging outside of it or painted on the side of the building? No. Okay. Yeah. They're not going to have them. Yeah. So then I'm like, all right. And then he kind of laughed at me and I was like, I got a century on t- tomorrow. And he's like, I know good luck finding those cleats. Cause he knew I wasn't going to find them. No. And I called every store in Orlando, including one location of David's World, which has 30 stores in the region. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, hey, can you just check all inventory to see if you have a a time cleat? And it's the iClick version. It's not the RXS. So this is the... The current the, version. They should it's have It's the it. current version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, because I had called one other store, the big uh, Orange Cycle, the big specialized dealer in town, and they're like, oh, you know, I, it says we have one RXS pedal, but I'm going to have to go ch- check because sometimes our inventory is off. And I'm like, no, I don't need the RXS. That's not going to work. Okay. Um, so then I called David's and they're like, oh, Lake Mary has one. Must have been a special order because nice. we don't even carry those pedals. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, why don't you call ahead and have them pull it out? So I call and the guy's like, yes, we have an iClick cleat here. And I'm like, I'm already on my <laughs> he's way. He's like, it happens to be on sale. Please come and take this. <laughs> yeah. 25 bucks. I'm pretty sure like that's cost now oh, on, yeah. these, on these cleats. So they must have gotten them three, five, six years ago. Drive all the way there. Uh-huh. Solid carbon footprint being created to go get these cleats. Yeah. I'll, I'll own up to it. 25 miles away, get there, pull in, mm-hmm. walk in. The guy's like, here you go. Look at them. It's the RXS oh! cleats. They had just, they had mislabeled them. Oh. Whoever like put the sticker on there just pulled like, you know, some 10 buck an hour. Yeah. Or probably, well, it was like five years ago. So some like six ninety five <laughs> minimum wage an hour. Oh. Um person was like oh well it's time so it must be these even though it clearly says rxs on the top yeah so don't work and now i'm scrambling so what do i do i call up the one other person in orlando that rides time pedals there you go fan of the podcast steve selby (laughs) what up steve really into the uh did, the french did he save, Re- really into it did he save he, your entire ride he, he he saved my entire ride him and his wife karen 
both ride times. He actually rides RXS, but she's on iClick. We're FaceTiming and she's like, oh yeah, I've got those. And good news, I get off on the left foot. So oh. the left, her left foot was all worn out, broken, but her right cleat was totally good. So yeah. There you go. <laughs> Nice. So th- take this, this is a solid four minute story here uh-huh. to yeah. let you know that uh, time pedals are the future. Everyone should be wearing time, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. using time and then special ordering time so that when you need the cleats, someone always has them. That's interesting because yeah. I haven't, I haven't had to replace my time cleats recently because well, you know, the road bike hasn't been getting that much use. Let's, mm. let's be honest. But um, back in the day, I had the same issue with the mountain bike uh, cleats. And my strategy was always just to buy a new pair of pedals because they came with cleats. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. It was more likely that the shop would have the pedals in stock than, yeah. than the cleats. It's, um, but so I, yeah, you got to stock I up to me. I know I smugly thought when I was on my ride mm-hmm. and I felt that it was loose. I was like, yeah, I got some extra cleats at home. Uh-huh. I come home. I like took a shower. Cause I was like, Oh, I got plenty of time. I open up my like spare parts drawer. It's two pairs of ATAC cleats. Mm-hmm. So it was like the mountain bike pedal cleats. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because those are a little bit more common. Yeah. But the, yeah. So I've ordered now three pairs of cleats a new pair, one for Karen. She needs some. Right. And then, <laughs> nice. And then, uh, and then a spare for myself. I think that that will last me another like two years or good, so. Good, good. The hope is that SRAM, which recently purchased time. Yeah. That's going to save. That's where I was getting. I haven't had to buy any recently, but I was hoping that the SRAM purchase of time in a kind of conglomeration of the four letter red and white brands um, would, you know, create a proliferation of, of the time product back into the bike, bike shop uh, supply chain. But speaking of supply chains, that's probably a big part Mm. of the issue. Yeah, definitely. The factories are backed up because they're making time I, pedals. Is, I, it, is that what you're, yeah, that what you're thinking? No, I, yeah, just, orders are coming out of their ears. Shreb's like, I'm, Shreb's like, we don't need derailers. We need time pedals. I'm impressed by your dedication, Tim. I, in in your shoes, literally, I would have uh, probably just purchased some cheap Shimano's and thrown them on for the for the yeah. ride and oh, called it good. Spencer, let's be honest. Did you you would have just you would just bagged the ride. You would have you would have you would have <laughs> said, ah, I'm not gonna be able to make it tomorrow. <laughs> I would have, I would have just begged the ride, but I, on the <laughs> podcast, on recording, uh, record, yeah, okay. I would have bought different pedals and yeah. completed the I, ride. Um, but well, uh, I, I dug out. I got a care package from a, a friend of the pod, uh, Chuck Miller, who sent me some Time socks, nice crisp white Time socks, and I, I had to dig those out because I was that dedicated to, uh, to French technology. Um, well, can I, can I know when we'll, we'll talk more? Tim, before we move yeah, on up past battles, I do, I, as Spencer noted, I do ride fake looks and I have uh-huh. an extra set of Miche, early 2000 Miche cleats in the basement. So if anybody out there is ever in a pinch, <laughs> uh, just hit me up because I'm never going to put those on my road shoes. I'm, I ride my road bike once a year. So just I just want everyone to know I'm your source for Miche cleats in America. Um, that's good to know. I'm sure... Somebody <laughs> somewhere has another pair of those pedals. Big Salvadori fans. To. Yeah. I think I, everyone on everyone on eBay needs a gimmick. This should be uh, actually right? little yeah. guy. You should just change. You should change your eBay uh, screen name to just Miche Pedals. <laughs> Miche Pedal small guy. parts guy. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Tim, I got some extra chain rings. 
How how is it, Tim, that you don't have a backup pair of shoes? Like your rainy day shoes. This is this has been bothering it, me since your story started, and and I feel I like some of that. our listeners. How do you do that? I can't wear this, two different this shoes. Is very, the cleats would be different. This is very this is very true. I used to run two pairs of shoes when I lived in Minnesota, and I needed to because I had a pair of time shoes. Remember the red time yes. shoes that said oh yeah that said time on the side, and I colored out the e so it said Tim. Um, Gross. Well. <laughs> The, those were that. size uh, like 44 and a halves, yeah. which were like half a size big because then I would wear the wool socks. Those were my winter shoes. That's a great um, look. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> well done. Um, and then I kind of just don't need them down here because rainy day shoes are regular shoes. You just put some old newspaper in there, they dry, and the next day you're fine. And my backup okay. pair of shoes were the 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 shoes, the Vittoria shoes that I had yeah. that my friend uh, drew on, and I kind of just, you know, hung those up in the uh, in the, I you know, in the museum. Like I, I said just a few minutes ago, I, I ride my road bike so sporadically um, these days, but I I definitely have a minimum three sets of road shoes. So how I, many I pairs just, of road shoes do you have, little guy? I have one. Okay, so Spencer is the weirdo here. Yeah, yeah, I could, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I, I'm too, I'm sounds too. Sounds like both of you are weirdos. Uh, I'm too fidgety about where my cleats are position wise. If I had two different shoes, I would give myself a knee injury, for sure. <laughs> do you, do you, I think this is a good uh, listener li- listener survey we should put on Twitter. Okay, how many pairs of road shoes are are appropriate for well, a collection? Wait, do you guys one, have more than one two, one mountain or bike two shoe plus? What's what's your mountain bike shoe? I have three different pairs of shoes that that are mountain bikes. I have like you know an urban, a gravel, and a, <laughs> um, a, a cross country shoe. Well, I, I guess I guess technically I have a road shoe, I have an urban shoe, and then I have like my my yeah. mountain bike <laughs> cross shoes. Yeah, I have some sweet new clipless shoes that I got. Um, can't wait to tell the world about them. Been testing them out for a while. Okay, I got intrigued. I've got, I think I've got at least three off road shoes as well. Plus the winter boots. Now your offshoot, or do you have, um, I got some flats too. I've never ridden with flats before. I've been no. testing these out too. Those uh, are called sandals. regular shoes. shoes. They're just called, yeah, shoes. <laughs> shoes or <Yeah>. sandals. <laughs> yeah. They're not called sandals. Well, sandals. They're, they're not sandals. sandals. Let's be sandals. very clear. I ride I, I see how you're trying all to... summer, guys, and it, let me tell you, it is life-changing. It is... It is. It, it'll change your life. Wow. It's Shimano, wow. Shimano sandals, huh? No, just flats, He's, man. Just flats. Okay, listeners, Cyber Monday is coming. If anyone sees a good deal on some uh, Shimano sandals, uh-huh. please uh, let us know or purchase them. We'll get you a little guy's address. <laughs> um, yeah. That'd be great. He'll, he'll do a long-term review uh-huh. of the Shimano sandals so, over the next uh, couple months. I don't think I mentioned this, but I, yeah, I had just sandals. You know, They were just riding on our flat pedals for most of the summer. But I was at, um, what is it? Selby bike shop, whatever the used bike shop in St. Paul is one point this year. Express. Express. There you go. Can't believe I forgot yeah, it's it. It's where it's I used to Selby. volunteer. It's, it's a on Selby. Nonprofit. It's a, it's a great, great bike place. shop and they've got their used pile of shoes. And I saw them from across the room as I walked in. There was a pair of sight of a Shimano uh, sandal <laughs> Did shoes. Did you try them on? I, oh, I gravitated nasty. over, but I got over to them and they're like 45s and I wear like 40, 43. With somebody maybe. else's I, foot imprinted into them. Oh, I totally. Was, I was like to shaped say. and molded and oh, but I was oh. so excited. I, I, I sprinted over there. their fingerprints on the, okay. the toes. Okay, what? I would say that the sandals 
used used cycling sandals have to be right there with used chamois. Why like, would the sandal be worse than a shoe? The shoe locks in the gross. The sandal at least has air constantly flowing through it to keep no, because the, the keep sock it barrier. Because a, so- yeah. <laughs> a sock barrier or a vapor barrier if you're going to run the plastic shoes, uh, the plastic socks. All in the, the winter. cool kids wear socks um, with their sandals these days, man. I don't know um, if that's true. <laughs> well, guys, we. We're about 16 minutes in, and the, wow. the top news of the week yeah. that I've been... Um, so, yeah, that, circling back to being the off-season and nothing to talk about, you guys... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to it. Um, uh, rolling up my sleeves. Lifetime, Lifetime Fitness decided on the Monday after we recorded to, un- to roll out the Lifetime Grand Prix, which is a $250,000 prize list. Played against six events. Those six events are the Sea Otter Classic, which is a cross a marathon mountain bike race. Unbound, two hundred mile gravel. Mm-hmm. Crusher in the Tusher, seventy mile gravel in Utah. The Leadville One Hundred mountain bike race, and the world famous Shawamigan Mountain Bike Festival, forty mile mountain bike race in Cable, yeah, Wisconsin, baby. September seventeenth, twenty twenty two. Best you heard it here first in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Best event in the U.S. I don't see uh, Iceman Cometh coming on there, boys. <laughs> no. <Nope>. And uh, <laughs> take that one. Big, big sugar gravel, a hundred mile gravel race is that the capper in Bentonville. The rules are kind of simple. Basically, twenty men, twenty women must apply. You must tell the lifetime Illuminati or whoever's in charge, the selection committee, like what you're going to do to like activate around the event. Um, Influencers. It's influencers slash I also think like, I mean, let's be honest. It's probably a Quinn Simmons rule. It's probably, they're probably doing something here so so that they can keep some people out of the event. I'm I'm assuming that this is, there's going to be a lot of. It's gatekeeping, yes. Yeah, when you paint it that way, it sounds a little bit better. I'll give yeah, you. Yeah, you, you make it sound There's good. Pro- you make it not sound like a, 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 a corporation. Oh, you guys, cycling. American. Oh wow. Here. Okay, we're, we're, let's get into this a little bit more. Let's say the facts first, and then yeah, I'll tell you yeah, how you guys are wrong out. with your lay opinions. It out for us. So, so six events. I think five events count, but you must do Big Sugar. And the reason you must do Big Sugar is you have to be there at the podium at the end. You can't make it like unbound when. Right, right. Riders right. from Education First left the the podium celebration the next well, day. I don't know if you guys remember to that. To be fair, that, whole... those guys aren't used to being on the podium, so they, <laughs> oh, they wouldn't be sure with the damn. little guy enter in the uh, enter in the horns. Whoa! Right there. Right. Yeah, Just, I got yeah. The, oh, shot. dynamite! Uh, uh, wow, Spencer, that was well done. Usually, that the fire comes from me. Okay, so there twenty men, twenty women. Uh-huh. Um. There is drug testing at the events. Um, appears to be one of the things that uh, is going to be happening here. So okay. I'm all you, in you need so to far. apply. So gender parity in the series. Riders will be, and then I'll verbatim here. Riders, riders will be selected based on a range of criteria, including but not limited to their race resume, mm-hmm. past race performances, mm-hmm. their interest in becoming a part of the land, Lifetime Grand Prix, Hmm. And how the rider is helping to grow cycling in the U.S. through their activities. Okay. All right. So, I would like to, before we open the floor, I am a big fan of this. I love this. This is 
This is the only professional bike racing that's happening in the U.S. as far as I'm concerned, outside of the crit series <laughs> okay. and what yeah. um, Legion's doing. Rob Kelly just I do want to say that player down on the ground was like, <laughs> oh wait, wait, what did you say, Tim? Oh, other than crit series. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. He picks his yeah. podcast player back up. Okay. <laughs> I I just want to say that I did some digging into this on why, like, what's some of the rationale behind only 20 men and 20 women being involved here. Um, and I, I went straight to the source. Okay. I, I went to, um, As we do. yeah. And I think it's important to point out the the fact that Leadville 100 and some of these other events are so in demand that there's so many people applying to be a part of those that the argument is, is that if you reserve too many spots for people to be able to do all six events that you're taking away from the the average um, Joe or Jane to do the event, right? Leadville, I think, only has a thousand start entries. And if you're going to, you know, make it for the 50 people that are doing the whole Lifetime Grand Prix that have registered for all of them, yeah. you're yeah. taking away the people that have, like, volunteered time. Because like, to get into that event, Leadville, I think, you either got to qualify or you have to volunteer for a year before you get in the next time. So the rationale is that it still makes it grassroots, but they're, supporting the people at the top level that's that i wanted to say before okay all right um we open the table but i'm a fan of it i'd love to hear your guys thoughts on this um and why it's the greatest uh, thing to happen to gravel and mountain bike racing in the u.s <laughs> what's great what's okay. interesting is is the last bit there where it's gravel and mountain bike racing that 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 to me is what's maybe the wildest thing about this idea is that it is not a gravel series nor is it a mountain bike series. It is just sort of an off-road series. Yeah. Is that okay or bad? How does that I, make you feel? I, I don't think know. it's great. Like, I like it. I kind of like it. Yeah. I like that the distances are all different, that the events are all kind of different like that. It might go terribly, horribly wrong, or it might make it super competitive at the end to see you know how it shakes out. So mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's I, a good I, experiment. Yeah. I, I think that I, I'm with you. I, I like that it's different. That you got to be, I mean, um, Peter Sagan, this would be like the ultimate Peter Sagan race, right? Or, or, or whoever, like that type of rider I think could do uh, Matthew Vanderpool, like those types of things would be great. $125,000 prize list to 20 each mm -hmm. men and women. Now, Amanda Nauman did the heavy lifting here that you can do all of these races and do all of the Belgian waffle rides. And Amanda Nauman on Twitter had a whole thing where it's about $9,000 in travel for her to do all of them. I think it was like nine to 10 K. Okay. So there is a little bit of a roll of the dice because if you figure the payout structure, you still need to be in like the top 10 to make it worth it at that point. So top 50% of the field. We'll do, yeah. we'll do, we'll do well monetarily. Hypothetically though, if you're one of those top 20 riders, you're making some money off sponsorship. Like I, Maybe not a lot, but like if you're one of the top twenty in this in this in this department in the country, I, I'd hope I'd hope you can at well, least get well, some some free stuff thrown so your way. Let's talk maybe. about and if, let's talk and about if you the have negatives. A solid uh, plan to promote cycling throughout the event. You should be able to earn a little bit extra scratch as well. I suppose so that's, well, that's part the, of the criteria. Come on. So, uh, so here's the yeah. I the question is. Are there 20 men and 20 women that are going to captivate the country? 
Um, <laughs> what I like about it, some Oof. benefits here. Well, no, but, but here's the benefits of it is that if you just have 20, you kind of have that formula one type story where you do have a season long, like yeah. here are the 20 people. It's going to be easy to follow. Yeah. It's a national series. It's what we loved about the USGP now. And it's, it's privately owned, which I also like so that there's, you know, Schwamigan, they now start the, the, well, I like that. It's not relying on the UCI to do this. Yeah. In, yeah. In, as far as my opinion, if you, if you don't want to participate, you don't need to do it. Now I know, um, Jeff Kabush had his thoughts about like, you know, what if the UCI was making you show your support for the event to do it? Like, okay, here's my question a lifetime that I don't know. I don't know who's applying and I don't know, like, are you only going to get the top markers, the, you know, the, the easy, Ian Boswell's and on the men's side, Ian Boswell's, the Peter Stetna's, Lawrence Ten Dams, or are you going to get those types of riders? And then you'd get riders, I don't know, like a regional kind of average Joe that wants to test his metal, like a, a Josh Bauer or someone from the Midwest that you're kind of like, oh, you know, he's, he's decent, but he's not at like the top step. But then, because you could have a pretty cool story there too if you have mm-hmm. someone that's yeah. going around to do all those to test against the pros. Like, oh, I got a better start well, and I'm gonna, riding with them. Like, you're going to have to because, I mean, at least off the top of my head, I cannot think of 20, 20 top <laughs> guys in the U.S., right? You know, like you can think of all the the the, the sort of crew of, of top folks at all the gravel races last season that, that formed uh, the narrative for it. And it's it's five to 10 max, you know, that I think we could get to 20 pretty easy because if you like at Spencer has talked about, if you, if you include that mountain bike side, right. If if you include like three of these races are mountain bike events that some of these roadies that are coming to gravel Mm -hmm. are going to have some challenge with. Well, and I think that that's, that kind of, they're only counting five races. I'm excited for the cycling population at large to, you know, figure out to really get hit hard by how difficult Schwamigan actually is. <laughs> but cause on paper, it doesn't look that hard. It's by far the shortest event. Yeah. It, it like, Oh yeah. Shouldn't they're going to be that much of a challenge. And it is absolutely brutal. Now, they changed when lifetime took over Schwamigan and for all intents and purposes, it didn't burn down. So I know there is some consternation in the upper Midwest racing scene <laughs> right, right, right. about lifetime taking over and everyone's going to turn into a troll, but no, everything, everything is fine. But what they did change was that they, they actually do the pro start at mm-hmm. the end of the day. So everyone's already in cable nice. finish, like the, the back markers. And then there's actually a crowd when they come into the finish line because everyone's hanging out to see who's winning the men and women. So that could be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, you know, I little guy, if we really need to do it, I bet we could get to 20 men pretty easy that are, you know, like there's definitely going to be a top tier, Stetna, Boswell, Adam Roberge, like Payson, Ted King, all, all of that. Guys, yeah. Ted yeah, King. Okay. Oh, wow. Lauren Sandam already at six, little guy. Should we keep going? Yeah. Um, try to get farther. Uh, Good luck. Uh, <laughs> um, Colin Strickland, okay. who's won <laughs> a couple of times. You got to figure that there'll be some, uh, overseas riders uh coming in yeah um, that could be, I, I, I think it'll make an interesting mix I, I i don't think it's as easy to get to i think 20 is a good number because it's a little bit above what is okay immediate I, off the th- top of your head <laughs> riders mm-hmm. and, it, and i think okay like, your, I, your point okay i'm at seven right. i'm at seven yeah i bet Je, we know jeff kabush applied because yeah, he was all over his in. twitter about it they better let that's him in. eight uh 
um, who's the guy, uh, the specialized mountain bike rider, Finsterwald. He's like one of the top, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Bill Scheichen was telling me about how awesome that guy is. Right. So we're, he's going to win what are we at? Nine. Uh, one or two of the races. We're at nine. So, okay, granted, there's some, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit tough. At this I think point, that's great though. That's I think nine. Your, your point is right yeah, that getting no, some of these yeah. guys who are like, what I mean, is there's that guy that has the the coaching YouTube channel, like Dylan Johnson or whatever. Oh, Ki- I bet you, you know? Kyle. I bet you Kyle Ryan does it because he retired. Yeah. and he said that he was coming to do gravel. So that's ten. Yeah. All right, Boswell. We, maybe McCabe. We don't need to go through to top twenty. Jesus. No, we do. I would t- um, we're no, holding but- Tim to it, Spencer. We're gonna be here for three hours. We're gonna do it. He's <laughs> gonna get. <laughs> He's just going to start saying names, and I'm not going to know if they're Steve real or Smith. not. Yeah, Steve Smith. He sounds, I, he's fast, yeah. man. Anyways, we could get to 10. The women's side, I'm, I'm curious on. Um, I'm assuming I that it's going to be like... an easier time getting a 20 than the dudes did, will. Yeah. I, I think Katarina Nash is going to win it. I'm just going to... I'm going to say it right now. Katarina Nash, this is, this oh, is 100% no hers to win. Yeah, I mean, it is. She's definitely contend. I don't. I'm not going to give it to her right now, but I think she'd definitely be be a contender. I I think all this sounds great on almost every level, other than my general unease with handing a corporation all of American cycling. I say this as I am probably going to uh, take my deferral and do Unbound and cancel my USA Cycling license, but I still. <laughs> I'm uneasy so let me, with 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 the way the general uh, world is heading. They're doing all the right things. They're saying all the right things, but it. But I, you know, we have no no say. Should in you how be mad at at Lifetime for stepping up to do it because USA Cycling has failed to? Do no, it, I'm not right? mad like at they, Lifetime. They they saw gravel okay. gravel the the Belgian waffle ride uh, trying to go go big, and they said we got to go bigger, and uh-huh. and, and they I did. Don't, you know, like they're making a lot of play of like, oh, we just want to grow cycling and all that stuff, which like I'm sure to some point they do, but also they want to like be the top dog, and that's really the Don't reason they're doing that... it. And I and the the like sort of like altruistic like we're doing this. Just I know to, I like, sound like a shill. Grow everything in the sport <laughs> is also like also also like you're a company and you want to be bigger than the other big dog, so like that's fine, whatever. But like I don't know, just hearing them, hearing all the like positive talk it feels fake to me I, you know I, I know i know like like i said i know i sound like i'm a a, a shill for the man here <laughs> that i am a uh, you know i'm in on the the thing but you know i'm an accomplice to to lifetime they're, they're paying me all this money they're not <laughs> no I, um, I know they're bankrolling your wish they were that. because they they clearly have a lot of money <laughs> i just there's something i like the easy narrative and I'm tired of waiting for someone else to do it. And if they want to like put some weird little rules around there that like, Hey, you know what? You got to talk on your Instagram about like getting ready for this ride. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that that kind of to make it a little bit more like that, that F one style of just, Hey, it's 20 riders. You're going to know who all 20 riders are by the end of the year. This could make stars out of some people. If they do, if they're smart about it and they put like the top 10 pros that we just talked about, and then they take like the, you know, what if they took someone that was a, like a school teacher or something that was like hanging out, that was working, but a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And then they made a go at it one year mm-hmm. because there was like some prize money and mm-hmm. they could get some sponsorship. I don't know. I think it could be pretty cool. And they know that they're always going to be in the start lifts and at the front line because it's hard to get into all these races. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like if you were just going to register for these, <laughs> these races, you would get like 
a podium in life if you were able to register for all six <laughs> and get in when like because that would take a lot of spreadsheets and coordination yes. for when registration would open and yes. lottery luck yeah yeah you need some sort of auction sniper feature on your computer for that so what are your negatives spencer on this anything um let's see it's a good prize list it's a legitimate series it's got equal representation equal payout um uh i'm gonna take little guy's uh, track and just be like it's new and scary and i don't like it so it's bad i'm not saying it's new and scary i'm <laughs> saying that everything about it's good other than the fact that i generally don't like handing I, the handing no, no, handing I, I, handing the the key to everything in usa cycling to uh, one corporation i have no I, yeah measly I, little I vote that. in even I though that. i have a little vote with usa cycling and i agree I, uh, they're I, not doing anything I will, that i care about so I, it's fine whatever i'll say this I don't bike. It is going to be interesting Whatever. to see <laughs> who does not get selected or to see who didn't apply. Right. And I think that there's a couple of things here that Lifetime needs to take into account. One is if people apply and then don't get selected is one thing. But what about people that have done quite well at this event and then decide not to apply? Yeah. And then are they going to you know, does Lifetime then come out and say, oh, these are like, right? Like, why didn't these people apply? Is it because suddenly now Lifetime's going to have drug testing at the event? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think that this is a yeah. legitimate thing. It, and there's a lot of prize money on this. And suddenly if some people aren't there, you know, and then are they going to, you know, try to throw shade at Lifetime because Lifetime didn't select them yeah. when in reality they just didn't apply? There's kind of some pretty... Um, unique things you, that could be like a pretty good story here. Hmm. It'd be weirder if some of these big, like if Colin Strickland doesn't apply, but he just signs up for two of the events or something, that would be weirder to me. You know, that'd be the weirdest that would scenario be, yeah. of, of some of these guys being like, ah, it doesn't fit my schedule to do all of them. And you're like, what are you doing then? Like it's, <laughs> I don't envy the selection committee because if there's the way that they have driven, dr drawn the line of 20, mm -hmm. there's going to be some people I think we all agree that kind of that top 10, pretty clear. But when you're getting that 15 to 20 and there's a lot of sponsorships that could be gained, there's a lot of careers that could be made if you're one of those 15 to 20 because the prize list and then also the story behind it, But that's going to be where the tough decisions are. Who's to say, though, in, in the backroom finaglings, like they don't have 23, like say they have 23 guys at the end of the day and they, for the three of them that aren't going to make it in, they're like, Hey, we're going to let you in all the races, but you're not in the, you're not in the pool for the money this year. But if you bring the results, you know, then like you'll get bumped up next year, basically like a Conti tour position. You know what I mean? Maybe. They have that or, power to just like, put or like a people. sponsor in sponsor exemptions. Like, Oh, suddenly, you know, we had 23 men that applied and yeah, it just seems like shoulders, yeah. It seems like if they have women. enough, like they can just grant entries to people who aren't in that in that field vying for yeah. this title, and just and then if if that if that person ends up getting, let's just say sixteenth, a position that sort of <laughs> just just pulling that out, <laughs> just sort of uh, tells of things great things to come in the future. Then they're like, well, next year we're letting that person in, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the most interesting thing about it and maybe the most exciting thing about it is that it is it, it gives some cohesion, some sort of sense to an actual season to 
gravel, I guess gravel slash mountain bike. I don't know. But it has been like the big issue with gravel and I don't follow gravel super closely. And that's probably part of why is because I'm like, I don't know when these events happen in February, they happen in November. I don't know. Like there is no, I don't know where to start with it. And this gives you a a definitive thing to follow, you know? It does. And I, the final point here, pretty telling that at the same time that Lifetime announces this massive prize list, Epic Rides closes down three of their events and just basically goes back to just Arizona for the Whiskey 50 in the Old Pueblo. And the, I think that's a big deal because Epic Rides was kind of the other big mountain bike cross-country event series. Mm. And so now that you've got Lifetime kind of doubling down on this Leadville thing, Right, you got the Leadville Qualifier Series, and then you add in this Lifetime Grand Prix. Um, you know, what else is there? I think is a serious question, and, and that's what we're here to discuss. But what we should do is we should go to Europe, and we f- should find out how the professional peloton is taking to racing in the Lifetime Grand Prix. Yeah. The very own friend of the podcast, Michael Matthews. Hi everyone, I'm Jens Vogt and I do not listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. Alright guys, here we are once again in the pre-month and we'd like to give a quick shout out to all the members and listeners of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out about our slew of shows. And since it's Cyber Monday yesterday, but it's we celebrate the entire week, you can get some discounted last year t-shirts. From episode 300 of the Slow Ride Podcast. Just click on shop, and why don't you uh, give that shirt to your dad that you haven't talked to in a few years, or or maybe to your grandma what? who loves the podcast. I don't know. That is wow. a weird gift. I, hey, I'm i not going to say no. I'm going to say you should still do it, but that is a weird gift out of the yeah. blue. It, it could be a weird gift, but if you want to reintroduce yourself into the other <laughs> side of the family, what better way to give them a shirt of a podcast you listen to every week with three friends that met as bike couriers in Minnesota 20 years ago. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Head these, over to... These shirts are limited edition, like we said. The supplies are starting to run low, and these have never never gone on sale before but it is black friday it is cyber monday so we are going to continue with the theme of never putting them on sale but they are still for sale so you should go check them out <laughs> wideanglepodium.com click yeah. on the shop and uh, and get yourself some slow ride official merch we'd also like to thank our continued sponsorship from the fine folks over at hammerhead Head over to hammerhead.io slash trade up to find out more and to trade in your cycling computer for the all new Caro 2. This is the Caro 2 I've been using. It's been fantastic, super easy to set up. It's got a beautiful screen, it's bright. I could use everything. My favorite part, you guys don't have to deal with this, but when it rains on your ride or if it gets really sweaty, sometimes the other cycling computer brand touchscreen doesn't respond. The Caro has Caro Two has not failed me yet. Nice, nice. Yeah, the uh, the Caro Two uh, has that advanced, industry leading mapping, navigation, routing, all the stuff that you expect for a computer to have, but it does it in such a more refined way. It's hard to describe. You have to use it. Like 
I got mine. I put it on the bike. I took it for the very first spin a few weeks back and I didn't expect it to be night and day difference, you know, and it really was. So, uh, if you are interested for a limited time, Hammerhead has the incredible deal, uh, to buy the Karoo 2 at hammerhead.io slash trade up where you can get $170 towards the Karoo 2 when you trade in your current cycling computer. Now that $170 may not help little guy because little guy's going to have to be uh, turning in his cat eye uh, cycling <laughs> computer with the wire. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, little guy, I don't know if you're going to have to cut off the zip ties yeah, and the wire. And the wire. So, wires are not on the hammerhead Karoo 2. What? That's the best part. <laughs> what? And um, so you trade it in, mm. you're going to get $170 rebate from Hammerhead That's nice. in the tr- for the trade-in of your cycling computer, but it's only for a limited time. It won't last forever, and it's only available at hammerhead.io slash tradeup, so don't wait to trade in and trade up to the Caro 2 today and get $170 off your purchase. And once again, that's hammerhead.io slash tradeup to get your trade started today. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. Hey there, it's Mike Vanningham, your second favorite Canadian, and I do listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, here we are, back to the show, much to discuss, but let's jump into the Slow Ride Podcast email bag. Once again, you can email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com, where all emails are gratefully received. And here we are, and once again, we've got some good ones coming to us. The first up... Hey guys, I guess the person who delivers email made a mistake and sent this to me, so I'm forwarding it to you, yours, Douglas Niper. Interesting. Okay. Cease and desist to the members of the Slow Ride Podcast Collective. My name is Stumpy Trollman, and I'm an attorney representing the handful of listeners who have threatened to stop listening to your podcast because of your political opinions. My clients would like you to cease and desist from expressing your political views. On your most recent episode, Agents of Change, you, rep- you presented the idea that the UCI should allow more options for teams to wear retro or fun alternate jerseys like the NBA. Mm-hmm. In a typical trick, you <laughs> failed to mention the whole scope that such a measure would entail. Of course, it would be simple for the UCI to allow male teams to wear different jerseys throughout the season. However, what you're not so cleverly hid from your listeners was the 30-year plan that the UCI would require to implement (laughs) these measures on the women's side of cycling. (laughs) The one-sidedness of your coverage of this story has forced my clients to a breaking point where they may actually stop listening to your podcast for real this time. Stumpy Trollman, fourth-year law student, ITT Technical Institute. Wow. Thanks, Um, Stumpy. Solid email here, Stumpy. I I know that the UCI is trying hard over the next 30 years to bring equality to women's cycling, (laughs) and that is why we're not allowed to have fun things. It's It's a convenient excuse for the UCI. You can't move too fast. I mean, I, I honestly, like, I love the email. It was great. But I think that the truth uh, couldn't be further from the facts laid out in this email. Um, I think the women's Peloton has a lot more freedom to do whatever they want because the UCI just doesn't seem to care what they're doing. Um, they're going to have to 
obviously buckle down and, and pay a little more attention. But uh, I, I think the uh, the women's field, if they showed up in completely different alternate jerseys one day, I don't know that UCI has uh, has it together enough to even notice. I think I think oh, women's teams can just capitalize on this and uh, you know hand over fist with the merch sales. It's going to be great. Very very solid point, Spencer. Um, yeah, who knows? This is. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm sure the UCI has some kind of rationale, but this is really the reason why they say you can't do alternates because they're going to like, well, you know, women's teams aren't going to have the budget to afford it. So therefore, no one's allowed to do it when the reality, um, the women's teams have been the ones that are always on the foreground of making mm-hmm. kick-ass looking kits and, uh, you know, having fun beyond just uh, race results in Belgium. I'm uh, I'm excited for what the, uh, the women's EF... Uh, Tibco a merger yeah. team comes out with for the uh, f- uh, the Tour de France for women. Uh, I imagine some sort of duck related. Kit. Oh my god! I cannot wait for the women's Tour de France. Yeah. Just the fact that you reminded me it's happening after a hundred years mm-hmm. um, or a hundred and fifteen years. I don't even know how long. But anyways, NFT or Klein. Hello, Slow Ride Podcast friends. My credit card information is. Oh wait, wrong email. Uh, forget your NFTs. Did you see the price of the old Klein Android on eBay? It is almost as much as Wout Van Art NFT. Start pooling your money now or sell your NFT of Chris Froome running up Mount Ven 2 for this one. And uh, maybe you could buy this bike as an NFT. That way you could all own it. Love to know your thoughts. <laughs> Magnus. Now, Magnus, thank you for the email. And it's a direct link to a Klein Android that is, by the time you listen to this, still on eBay. Weird. Because it's going for $7,900 frame fork, mission control, stem, bar. And it's actually repainted. It's a, it's a yeah, refurbished. Which is crazy. Uh, for $7,900, this is some La La Land. Yeah, it this, is. this is the, oh, honey... I have sold this. I'm selling this bike. I'm getting it out of the house. I've listed it on eBay, <laughs> but it's never going to be sold. Oh, no. For $7,900. That's ridiculous. Especially with a that's a That's nuts. Though. That's a clever trick, Tim. That came out pretty smooth from you. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Almost have like you, you Yeah. Has this been employed in the past, Tim? What's... Uh, hmm. I... I, I so, it's a, this is... This honest, no, it has not, but I'm suddenly thinking this is a really good idea. And do you guys know how I have that Klein touring bike I bought about four years ago live yes. on the podcast that you guys talked me into getting uh-huh. and then um, got sent out uh, to me? Uh-huh. It's still in the box, taped up. I was actually hoping one of you guys would come visit me to help me put it together. Yeah, um, about the pandemic. I think it may be time to put that back on eBay just to relist it and see if I've made any money. This could well, be the best way to, because I don't know if I'm ever going to build it up. Because I'm getting you, a Swiss cross. Aren't you going to do a bunch not. of bike touring? No, not with this. I need... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> crazy. I can't believe... I love I, it. I can't believe you can have a bike in your house and not ride it for that long. Like, I could... It, it's in the I garage. It's lose like, my mind. <laughs> you could put any stupid bike in my house, and after at least a year, I'd be like, I got to try it. They put a Huffy in my basement and give me long enough. I mean, I'll be like, I got to go rip around the block on that. I want to know what it's like. You know, it's just like, so, hey, I got to do it. So friend of the pod, 
Paul Buchanan was the one that helped execute this entire deal, mm -hmm. if you remember. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it was, I remember the bike I bought for 500 on Craigslist. And then it was $100 in bike flights and $50 to the bike shop to pack. So I have $700 put into this bike. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm interested in what the market dictates. Did it appreciate? Should I open up the box? Did Paul put a nice note in there? Is there like, you know, Probably. some nice fresh, fresh, uh, you know, wine from Portland or, you know, from fruit, like a fruit basket? Yeah. I don't know. Even in the box. It's still in the box. The did box he, has not been open. I'm, I'm saying, did he send you an empty box? Is he currently yeah. riding this bike knowing that you this would is a solid, never be able to put it together yourself? Did he just send you a box with some weights in it? Yeah, a couple of bricks in the this bottom. Is, this is kind of like when it's a Thanksgiving meal and you're looking at the tofurkey, you're looking at the turkey, you're looking at what's on the plate. And you kind of just, your eyes are bigger than your, your stomach and you just get too much on mm -hmm. it. Like that's what this bike represents to me. I should have mm -hmm. never bought this bike, but my dear friends that I talk to uh -huh. every week for an hour uh -huh. convinced me uh -huh. that I needed uh -huh. to do this. Yeah. And uh -huh. I cashed in some serious yeah. spouse Sarah, is credits. Is Sarah listening uh -huh. right now? Is that why you keep harping on this Did, we convinced you thing? Is Sarah like in the room? No, no, but oh, she doesn't she stopped listening to this podcast at episode fifty. One so wow, I, that long? <laughs> I don't think my better half has ever yeah. listened to one whole episode. I, that's impressive. I think it's timed that I just gotta be honest that I don't know if I'm ever gonna ride this bike. It what is, can I sell it for? It is one of me and little guys you know, favorite pastimes is separating you from your money. So I, I, I am not surprised that we were able to convincingly, uh, you know, argue that you should purchase this bike. I might want to go back and listen to the tape and see exactly what happens. Um, yeah, probably had to be in the early 200 episodes somewhere, maybe oh, late God. one, one hundreds. Anyway, uh, I think I don't see why you don't build it up. I don't understand why it's in a box. Uh, not quite to little guy's point where he's obsessed with, you know, pedaling a bike around for the feel of it. But I feel like you, that could be a handy grocery getter. It's got racks on it. It's got things. It's a useful bike. You bought it to go bike packing with, which uh, was never going to happen, but it could be a good around the town bike, you know? Okay. Maybe I'll keep it in the box. It's not taking up too much space <laughs> Maybe in the garage. I'll keep it in the box. And then I'll, 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 I'll cross this bridge when I get to it uh, later. There's other more pressing things like, is the container with the Richie Swiss Cross going to be unloaded in the next couple of weeks? It's not. Um, no. One thing you might do, though, if you do decide to move on from this Klein, some sort of uh, auction, some sort of... I, I think... I think it's worth more to the slow ride market than it is to the general population is what I'm trying to get at here. Um, I feel like if like, you offered, you know, 10% of the proceeds to go to, you know, some junior up and coming gravel racer or something, uh, you know, you might get some good bids from our listeners. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. We've convinced them that these bikes are worth like thousands of dollars at this point. I kind of, this is the old, I, that, I guess that's what I'm starting to see is like, is this the bellwether? This is the, this is the client that I was talking now, to. Can never, we talk other people into it? I would never advocate you f swindling our listeners, but if you have the opportunity, 
I think you should probably swindle our listeners. <laughs> well, well, many, uh, yeah, great times. Uh, quick note, uh, thanks for the email. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, Kevin. And little guy, Kevin asks, have you ever gone to play bowls, which is popular in the UK, Australia, or New Zealand, a lawn game similar to bocce? Um, it's, if it's a thing they play at Brits once, the the British bar here in Minneapolis, once I went there, I think even with Spencer, maybe. We P- might have possibly. rolled a few balls know. at on the rooftop patio thingy, but I'm not a I'm not a avid bowl. You, I'm not a big uh, it's exactly yard what game a bowl shark would say, little guy. I <laughs> mm. I don't really know what I'm doing, but you guys want to play the next one for money? <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Mick sent us this email, and I'm just it's it's a nice long email. I'm extremely confused because here's the first two sentences. Yesterday I went to the cinema. So I'm assuming Mick is not from the U.S. because he called it a cinema. Uh, yesterday I went to the cinema to see the just-released film directed by, the, by that artist who inspired the naming of a bike brand. Mm-hmm. The, okay. The, okay. The telling of the story set in the late decade of the 20th century is chock full of bicycles. So when we were okay. in the green room, I said, Spencer, and right away Spencer goes, well, Ridley Scott, duh. We talked about this, and Ridley Scott does have a movie out right now um, called The Last Duel, which takes place in the 1300s. That one doesn't line up. Yeah, it doesn't line up. And then Wes Anderson has a movie that's set in the late 20th century. Uh, So, And I don't know any Wes bikes. So, little guy, is there any other possibility of what this could be? Well, Ridley Scott currently has two movies out because I guess you can't oh. keep Ridley Scott from working nonstop, I guess. House of Gucci is oh. also currently in theaters, I believe. Though I And when did... maybe it has a lot of bikes in it, I don't know. More likely. Okay. This is so Mick, we need some clarification. This is a very in-depth we're gonna need a lot of red string. We're gonna need a lot of Venn diagrams here to discuss what it is that you're talking about. Just tell us what movie you were talking about, <laughs> and there, then we can discuss. Well, no, I mean, is there anybody do else a favor. that inspired a bike brand? What what bike brands do we got? We got Felt. We got Jameis. We got Trek. We got Specialized. <laughs> we got, okay, uh, shout out to Felt for being the first one that you do, and then you <laughs> yeah. go to Jameis. I mean, wow. Like, Jameis. I don't know who the marketing person is at Jameis. Russ Denny. <laughs> the marketing okay. person... Did you, Mark did you think like there was a, made their salary. a famous director named Giant or Cannondale? Oh, come on. I don't I'm, think I'm there's a famous director named Jameis either. <laughs> well, Fair enough. If anybody Fair enough, would Spencer, know that, I, little guy would know it. So if he says there's not, then I'm going to believe him. The, the little guy's going to go like, oh, Jameis, yes, that's a, actually a, a, a little-known French French brand. It's actually uh, they Jamise. <laughs> Jamise. And uh, <laughs> he just released a great cycling film, actually, set in the 1980s uh, in it's uh, a, Paris. It's, in it's, it's Paris. really quite good. It's a, it's actually about Fignon on the it's day a, that he found out that he had a, uh, a saddle sword. And, well, and it actually takes place in the butcher shop. It where was, he had to go it get uses, the, the slab of meat. Fignon in the butcher shop as a vehicle to tell a socioeconomic story about well, that's the a movie uprising. I would watch too. And then he goes, voila, 32-hour work week. This is what we must have to move this country forward. And what we are going to do is we're going to 
really double down on our pedal technology so that at some point, a podcast, it's going to be a little known thing 50 years from now. It's going to spend 20 minutes about trying to find the cleats for this amazing French technology. <laughs> the Jami director. Uh, yeah. If only. Yeah. So I think we nailed it. Yeah, I think nailed it. Um, uh, other things, speaking of French cycling, Kevin Reza is retiring. Uh, Um, one of the podcast favorites. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Kevin Reza. I hope he continues to ride. I really do. I hope that he can, you know what? Come do the lifetime events. Be great. Awesome. That would be great. How awesome would that be? That'd be great. What was his final team? B and B hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Major shout outs, Kevin Reza. Uh, look at what, what do you got? You got anything additional about Kevin Reza retiring? Like, you know, why, why is he doing it? What, what, what did you, you're the one doing the mo- most research on this. Oh, I, I forget who he did an interview with a few months ago, but it was just saying that, uh, which I feel like a lot of pros, have, I've heard a lot of pros say, like the, he was still hitting the numbers. He was still there, but like his head wasn't in it anymore. He didn't want to take the risks anymore, uh, mm. which got me thinking, are, is Valverde just a crazy person? Like, because you, well, yeah. I, well, I feel like you have all these pros who are like, oh, you know what? I can still hit the power numbers and that's fine, but I, I don't want to risk my life so that my teammate can get fourth in a field sprint, you know? And, and Valverde's <laughs> out there at 41, just at the pointy end every day, just being a lunatic. Um, on another note, I'd like to say all these cycling publications running these Valverde's last season and things he wants to accomplish in his last season uh-huh. articles are going to look uh-huh. pretty silly when he re-signs another contract at the end of the tour. I don't, don't they know better by now? <laughs> you think? Um, the, uh, yeah, maybe maybe Lachlan Martin had it right all along. Just ride by yourself. Oh, 100%. Yeah, just, just spend, your, <laughs> spend your whole career just solo. It's way less you know, stressful. You I saw... Recently, speaking of Lachlan, I saw a, a tweet from Cycling News um, mentioning the new fad, the new thing that they had just discovered that there's a bunch of cyclists on Cameo um, and that you can now, you know, go to Cameo and get cyclists to uh, give you little messages, little personal oh, yeah. messages. And I thought that was very sweet that they just figured that out um, when all those <laughs> well, all those cyclists have been on this podcast a year ago. Thanks to our wonderful listeners who ponied up to get uh, Big George Philip Gilbert, Simon Geschka, oh, and Kate, uh, Kate Courtney onto yeah. the onto the show. Um, I still got those so, on my desktop. Know, Watch them whenever I but, want. I love it. So Lachlan, no, uh, it's I've I've downloaded it. Yeah, um, all of them. And uh, major shout out to uh, Matt Milner for being the one to really hook that up and uh, major friend of the pod. So well, he didn't lot. he didn't Again, hook Matt. up uh, old oh. Lachlan, who's uh, charging still one thousand dollars for his cameo. Yeah. Guys, Matt, you want to play I with the big boy. Matt, you want to play with the big boys. I, th- I think we need to have this discussion now, Spencer. What? <laughs> what discussion do we need to have? I mean, well, clearly a thousand dollars for Lachlan. Throw like, Matt under the bus, and that's not what I'm doing. Like, that's wonderful that we got these these cyclists on our podcast, but I think we are letting ourselves down by not being the first and probably only people ever to take Lachlan up on his offer of doing a cameo for a thousand dollars. He's just gone there as a joke at a thousand dollars. He was just drunk yeah. one night, goofing 100%. around with his brother and 100%. he was like, put yourself at a thousand, man. Let's see what happens. And we're, and we're going to call him on his bluff. 
I here's the thing. I Yes, I love this idea. <laughs> I know that we were thinking of spending this amount of money on um NFTs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if a cameo for a thousand dollars from Lachlan Morton is the same as like NFTs were investments. Mm-hmm. Thousand, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. the idea of calling them on the bluff. Mm-hmm. I think we should have some listeners do this for us. Uh, absolutely not. Um, well, I yeah, no, obviously. Absolutely I mean, not. We should never spend our yeah. money on anything. We're already going to swindle them into we gotta buying have your some, bike. We can't. We I, can't saddle all this responsibility on the listeners. No. We have some solid listeners that are doctors <laughs> that can totally pull this off. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry Brand, to you for Brandon, getting a, getting a Brandon, good career. Come on, now Brandon. Us. <laughs> I, Brandon, no. you're really smart. You're a wonderful human being. Call Lachlan on his bluff for us, and then we'll take credit. No, I, 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 I can't I, do this. I can't. We get an NFT <laughs> of, of can't from a couple bucks more. Can you just get an NFT version of the of the cameo? How does that work? NFT no, I, I see. Here's the thing. The Wild Van Art NFT, I don't even know where it is now. It's gone. Well, whatever. Well, no, the cameos from f- from Simon Geshka, that's incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. Talking to us <laughs> here on the Slow Ride Podcast, you can go to really and find that. You can find uh, Kate Courtney not yeah, knowing how yeah. to pronounce Schwamigan. And just let me say, she's uh, not going to be one. one of those top 20 women if she can't pronounce Schwamigan lifetime. That's a, she's going to win it, very, though, one of these days. And she'll learn. You know what? I, I'm sure all the people at Lifetime are still listening to our in-depth coverage of this Lifetime Grand Prix. Yeah. <laughs> Kate Courtney may be the world champion, but she doesn't know what Schwamigan is or how to say Schwamigan. So I'm pretty sure that's a couple of marks off in your your secret uh, um, tally system about promoting cycling mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for everybody. That's um, the letter in. <laughs> oh, if, if Kate Courtney applied for that, that would yeah. be amazing. That'd be I would great. love it. That'd be great. I would I mean, it'd be wonderful. I imagine Lifetime will give us a call and be like, hey, is this legit? And, you know, we'll give her a pass. We'll let her in. Yeah. Okay. So, Lachlan Morton on the cameo, we need to do uh, a shout out, agreed there. Um, Little guy, you have. Okay. uh, Yeah, I don't know. Little guy, you have exactly two minutes. To okay. tell me why I should care about the UCI World Cup that was today, because I'm just going to listen to Bill, Zach, and oh. um, Michael talk about it on the media pit at Cyclocross Radio. But do me one better on why I should care. Well, 100%. You should go over and listen to those guys. They'll give you a much more in depth analysis. I'm just going to say that I had time to tune into the men's race, and it was an epic battle between Ellie and Toon, and uh, back and forth. Uh, one would get ahead and then they would fall down in comedic fashion and vice Whoa, versa spoilers. and back and forth. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who won. I'm just going to tell you that it goes back and forth. It was a mud fest. Um, it was great. It's the kind of race you can, as someone who's, if you've raced cross in the past and ever been in these muddy races where you feel utterly exhausted and you have to will yourself to sprint occasionally you can see that in their face and it is uh satisfying to not be the one in that position but knowing how that feels it's very impressive and it was one of the most fun races i've watched you know um, in a long time little guy i i didn't see that race but i i will believe you that this is one to go check out because i did see 
the uh, the women's version yeah. uh, with Megaly Rochette chasing down Lucinda Brand at the end and coming up a little short. She finished second, which is great for the Canadian so and great result, for though. North American cycle cross, uh, but also looked like a super exciting race. So, yeah, you know, well, and solid uh, for Megaly uh, Rochette to do so well in uh, France as well, right? You know, so good. Yeah. Maybe I know she's, she's Canadian. She I, could, I know she could go but, uh, check out. But that, I'm pretty sure she could go check out the new film uh, from uh, Jamie while she's over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I will be checking out Little Guy. If I wanted to watch this on tape delay, how did you watch it? Well, I, I watched it on Flow Sports because I'm a sucker. Hmm. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just a, I, I like how we're we're over an hour in and we just found a way to just like. Roll the bus back over flow again. Um, <laughs> let's just keep this one going. Well, I mean, um, I'm a sucker, but I, I, I've been using it to watch these World Cups. And, like, I haven't watched the women's race yet because I got up too late, but I will go back and watch it. Like, I've been putting them on, like, while I'm doing dishes or something or, or cooking dinner and uh, getting to them eventually. And it's worth it. It's It's been good racing this year. I know Spencer says there's been too many World Cups, but soon we're going to have a Pidcock. We're going to have a Wout Van Aert, and we're going to have Vanderpool back super soon. Uh, so the racing that would actually be cool. could get worse. Who knows? Cause it's been really good so far without no. them. <laughs> yeah. The, the, it will be cool to see those guys for about three minutes. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, Whoa, Cyclops is boring again. Right. It could um, be. We'll see. Spencer, uh, Shram put out a quick, uh, recap of the into the lion's den, uh, crit race that we all didn't get to watch live, but it sounds like this, uh, video is pretty badass and I should definitely watch it. Oh, you didn't? Tune into the live stream from inside the Peloton when the race was happening. No. That's a shame. Um, yeah, I don't subscribe to the yeah. uh, the first video, the first of many expected videos about this event has dropped. Uh, you know, much as we predicted from one of the sponsorship partners. This time, a Shram got out front, really uh, chopped Rafa going into the corners. Um, so that was great, <laughs> but. Uh, it's on the SRAM YouTube channel. I would actually recommend going and check it out. It's about 15 minutes long. Really well done. Some really cool shots of the racing. It's a little more behind-the-scenes documentary style um, that they did in as sort of a mock newscast a little bit. It's it's pretty creative. It's pretty good. Um, the, uh, the woman they have being the kind of main reporter crushed it. She did such a good job. It's It's super funny. Uh, there are some excellent pull quotes in there and some deadpan jokes and some good stuff that, uh, I'm sold is you, really, you sold me. is really worth okay. watching. Um, she, she, she's interviewing Justin Williams at one point and he gives a perfectly fine answer and she just nails it with a zinger immediately after that. I won't spoil, but is worth watching the whole thing for that. But there's some great footage of the race, some really cool drone shots and things like that. Some creative stuff. So go check so it we out. Just go to the sh- the SRAM YouTube channel, check yep. it out. You sold me on it, Spencer. I look forward to it. I did watch um, one of like the race recaps of the GoPro, I think the vegan cyclists uh, race. Boo. W- well, yeah, yeah, for sure. But the course itself, <laughs> with how well, with how dark the course was on the backside, and then you come around to the finish line, and the amount of crowd was pretty impressive. Um, so it was, it was cool to see, but I was like, whoa, that's a... Uh, Man, that those guys are 
and and women sorry, are, are absolute superstars um, for doing it all. All of the um, uh, men and women that are racing uh, the crits. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. Um, I had uh, on the docket one quick one minute psych, uh, conspiracy corner. Um, just hear me real quick on this. Okay. Uh, chew on this for a second, little guy and Spencer. But last week I was talking about you know how I'm only going to buy metal bikes moving forward, steel bikes or aluminum bikes, and and get out of the carbon uh, footprint idea. I started thinking about this on the, on a ride uh, when I was talking to my time pedal counterpart, uh, Steve Selby, that I'm of the thought that it is going to come to the country of France to move the bike companies into changing what bikes they manufacture. And uh, this is the conspiracy here is that they are going to put forth a requirement that the Tour de France be a sustainable event. And there's going to be a variety of reasons they're going to do this. One is they're going to cut down on the cars and how horrible the, the carbon footprint is of all these cars idling up the side of a mountain. Um, you know, you could do e-vehicles or whatever. But I do think that you're going to start seeing some kind of uh, change in the bike materials. Maybe it takes 10, 15 years, but they're going to force this into the idea that we're going to get back to the French heritage of handmade steel or aluminum bikes and that's going to be the bike that is going to be the future of the Tour de France in about 10 to 15 years. And the UCI is going to cave like they do to everything that the ASO and the French government put together. This what do is you some think? crazy conspiracy considering there are French uh, carbon carbon frame manufacturers. <laughs> they would be putting out of business in this scenario. But uh, I didn't, like it. Didn't I think, think it about crazy. that. <laughs> uh, l- l- look and yeah. time and CFEC or CIFEC or however you pronounce it are like, uh, excuse us? <laughs> but um, I like the it. Catalans just like rubbing their hands. They're like, oh, yeah, baby. We've been making aluminum bikes this <laughs> we, whole time. We've got this warehouse from of bikes from 2001 we've been trying to move. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I right. would love if, if uh, the Tour de France basically became uh, the biggest race in the world that was also the Little 500 at the same time. So that'd be great. Uh. And finally, um, real quick update, just to remind everybody, in episode 362, we did give out Lizzie Digan is the owner of the Slow Ride Championship belt, and Sonny Cabrelli has the men's belt also from episode 362. Just a quick reminder. So we got to start seeing some great performances out there. Email us with any questions, thoughts, or opinions at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod. We'd also like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And our recurring, returning sponsors, Hammerhead. Head over to hammerhead.io slash tradeup to get $170 on your next Keru 2 cycling computer once again head to hammerhead.io slash trade up to get 170 dollars on your next cycling computer that sale will not last for long so take advantage of it and we'd also like to thank the fine folks that support this podcast by heading over to wideanglepodium.com click on shop and take advantage of those sweet sale non-sales that are happening on our limited edition episode 300 shirts yes this is Tim in Orlando. As Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Mass. Reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com And on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.
what an episode. That was amazing. When that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh man, that was great. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, Cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio, and we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon to be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael, where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to WideAnglePodium.com, become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now cyclocross friends.